Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the Uno. Former best friend in the whole wide world, Mr. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hi, Chris. Okay, okay, we got a little bit of a little bit of energy from Mike today. Looks like he's had his uh, sleep or Red Bull or coffee, you know. You do you, Mike, thank you. We also have our current best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby whenever we need him, and we so often need him, Mr. Dell. Why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. Of course, you guys know me. My name is Chris. Show is called Chris to Chris. I am the host. We've been doing this for over 100 episodes now. And you might also know me, of course, from YouTube. Chris versus the world, comedy, laser lemon, gaming, blah, 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 blah. Of course, our website, upandloaded.com. That's U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D.com. That's where we host this podcast. You can download it. You can stream it. You can also get it anywhere podcasts are sold for free. That's how we are. Honestly, you know, I love our website. You should definitely be a, a regular visitor. I think so. But I also think that you should uh, just subscribe to the show. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free, we're there. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever. We are there. Subscribe. Give us a nice review, by the way. Help us build up on the rankings. Uh, If you give us a nice, positive five-star review, mm, that'll really help us out. We would really appreciate that. Anyway, enough, uh, enough bragging, enough pleading for your help we have a great show for y'all this week we're going to be talking about uh we have a lot of video game news i know we had a lot of video game news last week i'll try to be a little different we'll 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 space it out a little bit differently it's and it's different video game news so it should be interesting whether or not you are a video game fan if you like drama if you like intrigue if you like news this is the episode for use. We also are we have uh, we're going to talk about some thoughtful Christmas gifts. We're going to talk about an R-rated Justice League. We're going to talk about Facebook because they're in the news. Facebook versus Apple. We're going to talk about listener questions and a whole lot more. It should be fun. So, let's go ahead and get into the show. Why don't we? Why don't we? This marks episode 111. This is our 111th episode. 111. If you're a conspiracy theorist, I'm sure you can come up with some good stuff there. But this is our 111th episode of Chris to Chris, which means that our slogan is no longer comedy advice to fix your life. It is now comedy to fix your life. You might have caught that in the beginning of the episode. I was not slick with it at all. I was not uh, sly there. I think we're going to keep the tip of the week, though. You know, the, the show is its just constantly evolving, Right. So I don't think it's fair to just identify us as comedy advice to fix your life. Because, yeah, you know, we we give advice. But at the end of the day, it's a comedy show. It's a comedy show, which means i got to bring the laughs. And if I don't, you know, if I could could make you cry at the end of every episode, that's all that really matters to me. If I can just make you feel terrible by the end of every episode, I've done my job, right? So either laugh or, you know, just feel like shit. That, 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 that's, a, that's a win for me. Point is, the show is not the same show it was two years ago. We're just, we're just evolving. 
right? I called the first episode Bad Pilots because I knew the show was just, it was going to, it was going to change drastically. And pilots are often rough. First, you know, first few episodes, first few weeks, first few months. Like, it's kind of like with the, uh, the South Park guys. Every year, like, if you were to interview the, the South Park guys, every year you interview them, they'll say, they'll, they'll push it out further. Like, oh yeah, I remember like 10, 15 years ago, I was reading an interview from them, and they were like, yeah, you know, our, anything from the first four years, we, we don't like. You know, they essentially said something like that. Like, we, we weren't very good writers back then. First four years of South Park, and now we, we like everything past then. And then I think I was reading a couple years later, and they pushed it out, you know, five or six seasons in. Yeah, first five or six seasons, we didn't care. And that's probably an exaggeration, but you get my point. Point is, I'm not saying that the show was bad way back in the day. I'm just saying the show was better now. At least that's how I perceive it as the host of this show. I, I, I might be a little bit biased. I might be. But I do think we have a better show now. Which is why I am proud to announce that as of this week, the show is ending. For a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks. Not permanently. We have, uh, we, 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 we've put out episodes during, I think, all of the holiday weeks. All of the Christmases and Fourth of Julys and, and Thanksgivings and New Years. I think we've been doing it on all of the holiday weeks. We've taken little breaks here and there, but I don't think we've ever taken a break during a holiday. But this year... We're going to be like the uh, the big shots in Congress, and we're not going to work during the holidays. And from what I understand, everybody loves Congress, so of course we want to emulate that model. <sighs> Truth is, there's there's just too much going on this year in my life. You know, we're, we're trying to move soon, and we'd like to spend our first Christmas with our son, not worrying about whether or not Mike has a ride home on Christmas Eve. You know, we record on Thursday nights, and Christmas is on a Friday this year, which means Thursday is Christmas Eve. So I don't really want to record on Christmas Eve. And I think, uh, I think my wife and son will be happier to have me as a family man, you know? And truth be told, we just prefer not to spend our Christmas Eve with Mike, right? Del? Yeah, of course. Del? He's great. We're going to spend Christmas morning with Dell. Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, Dell will be here. Mike, hard pass. No offense, Mike. No offense. So what I'm trying to say is that this is the last episode of 2020. And I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, we will be back in January of 2021 when, you know, all of the world's problems are just over. They'll be gone, disappeared. Not, like it never happened. You, I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that. Like I can't wait for 2020 to be over. As if the the world's chaos cares about the year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, things are still going to be bad in 2021. <laughs> but it is what it is, dude. It is what it is. Anyway, let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. So, I forgot to mention it at the top of the show, but happy Hanukkah. Happy last day of Hanukkah. Uh, I, I hope uh, Santa brought you the candles that you asked for this year. If you asked for candles, you know. My dad actually got my mom candles for Christmas one year. My dad loves Costco. He he gets practically everything from Costco. And I'm, I'm 
Dead serious when I say that. Almost everything that man buys is from Costco. All the way back to when they, I remember they were called Price Club. And I think they had a name before that too. And he was there. He was there throughout all those decades buying shit. And I remember one year, Christmas morning, we're waiting on my dad to finish whatever the hell he was doing in the garage, right? So that we could open some presents, as you would uh, think to do on Christmas morning. So, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit of a scientist myself, you know? I, I'm a bit of a Sherlock Holmes. I decide to investigate what's going on. What's the holdup? So I go to the garage, and I see this dude... He's wrapping up the gift he got for my mom that year. And that gift was a big assortment box of candles that he picked up from Costco. He decided to wrap it in the garage on Christmas morning. And, you know, of course, my mom absolutely loved the gift that he put so much thought into. And I know that she loved it because she said, oh, oh, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, she was never, like, super into candles, so you can tell that he really tried that year. He really tried. Like, you know, that he was there to buy some other shit, and then he walked by the candles, and he realized, oh, it's December 24th or <laughs> 23rd. I better buy my wife a gift. And he sees this big box. Well, this is, this is a great deal on candles. How can I afford not to? She's going to love that shit. So, uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're divorced now. It's not because of the candles, but I'm sure that didn't help. Anyway, this week's tip is to buy more than one thoughtless gift if you are going to half-ass it. You can half-ass it, but you need to have two halves to that ass, right? Right? Buy at least one more half-assed gift. Because when the, when, the, when the quality of the gift sucks, you might as well go for quantity. That's, that's, what, that's what we're trying to push this week. That's our, our Christmas spirit, our Hanukkah spirit. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Got a lot of, uh, lot of video game news this week. More than I expected. I know we talked a lot about video games last week, so I'm not... If you are not a video game enthusiast or fan, you know, I apologize. But this is a Christmas episode, and video games are what Christmas is all about, so... Just stick with us, okay? Maybe get into it. Maybe get into it a little bit. Maybe you'll learn to enjoy the, the news and the drama. Just listen. Just focus. I think you're going to like it. So we got some great news if you are a fan of giant corporate acquisitions. Electronic Arts has agreed to purchase Codemasters for $1.2 billion. Now, if you are not familiar with Codemasters... They are a UK developer, and they've been around since the 1980s. But for like the last 10 years or so, they've mostly been making racing games. And they've made racing games all the way since the 80s, but gradually they've been focusing more and more on racing games. In the last 10 years or so, it's almost completely racing games. And it looks like that is all they will be making from now on. They're just a, a racing company. You know, as long as they exist, because EA tends to kill off a lot of the developers that they purchase. And we should do a whole episode, not a whole episode, but we should we should do a, a whole video game corner on that one week. I think we will. Anyway, 
it looks like they're just going to be making racing games from now on. Uh, GamesIndustry.biz has a quote from this uh, this Jagoff. I mean, uh, the CEO of EA. His name is Andrew Wilson. He said, Our industry is growing. The racing category is growing. And together, we will be positioned to lead in a new era of racing entertainment. With the full leverage of EA's technology, platform expertise, and global reach, this combination will allow us to grow our existing franchises and deliver more industry-defining racing experiences to a global fan base. Blah, 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 blah. That is just corporate vomit. Corporate vomit. And, you know, it just, just makes the heart happy. But it was that grow our existing franchises part of the quote that really caught my eye because what he's essentially saying there is yeah we are going to make these guys develop need for speed games now maybe burnout too but mostly you know need for speed that's been ea's big racing genre they 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 dabble in burnout every now and then but need for speed need for speed and i like two of their Need for Speed games, and really, I really like one of them, which is the Hot Pursuit remake, and I talked about that on the show a bit, so I won't dwell on it too much. They they did a remaster of it recently that I will eventually buy, because it's a great game, but EA in general, mm, just a, a really shitty company, just a really shitty company, uh, but Codemasters right now is best known for the dirt and grid racing games. They also make the F1 racing games, but dirt and grid are, are what they get the most attention for. So this is, let's be real, this is fairly shitty news for consumers because EA has a very bad reputation when it comes to microtransactions and just screwing up sports games. Are we, are we, are we going to drop F-bombs this week, Mike? Oh, what do you think? I don't know. I, I don't know if I have the the willpower to uh, to bleep out F-bombs this week. I don't know. If, if an F-bomb comes, it comes. So uh, we'll see. But on the bright side, you know, it's bad for consumers. But some executives and high-stake shareholders are going to make bank off of this. They're going to make a big chunk of change. So it sucks for you and me. But it's great for them. It's great for them. And we should always be looking at the rich getting richer. That, that's how I look at it. Oh, in other news, uh, non-EA Codemaster news, Nintendo had a Nintendo Indie World Direct on Tuesday. They used to call them Nindies. Nindy Directs, I think. But now they call them Nint uh, Indie World Directs. Or they don't even use the word Direct. But I'm using it. Because everything is a Nintendo Direct. Point is, they had a show on YouTube, a live show, and they showed off some indie games. They showed off a lot of them, a good, I don't know, 10, 15 games. Some of it was pretty cool. They, they had this game called Happy Game, which, you know, that sounds like a very basic title, but it was described as a psychedelic horror game set in a bizarre dream world. And I think that's fairly accurate. Everything is, like, very colorful and cheery, but then it quickly like shifts to very disturbing as well. Like you can always see like this looks at least somewhat off, and then it becomes very off. And it's still like this two D like 
I want to say hand-drawn. I don't know if there's any 3D modeling going on here, but it looks very cool to me as somebody who apparently enjoys disturbed material. They also showed off a Super Meat Boy Forever once again and a retro ninja game called Cyber Shadow. It looks like very NES-style graphics, but it's being published by the guys who did Shovel Knight. So it looks pretty good. But the, they, they had this uh, very, very girly-looking game about cats called Calico. But the big news, the big news was that Among Us was going to be releasing for Switch on the same day it aired. So Among Us, as of Tuesday, is out on the Switch. So it's out on PC, Mobile, and Switch. And if you guys aren't aware, the reason it's out on Switch and it's not on Xbox or PlayStation, and I'm sure it's coming to both of them. Actually, I know it's coming to Xbox Game Pass next year. Probably PlayStation as well. But the reason all these indie games hit Switch before the PlayStation and Xbox is because... They sell so much better on Switch than they do on PlayStation and Xbox. That's just a cold hard fact. I, I've seen like tweet after tweet from developers just stating, yeah, we released this game on Switch and then we released it on these other platforms or at the, on, at the, maybe at the same time. And the Switch version outsold it like 90% uh, more. You know, I'm just uh, giving you uh, my own uh, bullshit version of the story. But that's a fairly accurate representation of how these tweets usually go. So I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to point that out. That's why Among Us is coming to Switch first. But the bigger news is that Among Us has cross-platform play. So you can play with the people that already have it on PC and mobile. So that's cool. That's cool. Uh, oh, another video game news. Here's a tweet here. This is from GOG, G-O-G. They're like a, a Steam, Steam competitor. And until now, I did not know, until this week, I should say, I did not know that they were owned by CD Projekt Red. And we're going to get to them in a second. But CD Projekt Red is the developer of Cyberpunk 2077. But, okay, so here's this tweet from GOG. Earlier today, it was announced that the game Devotion is coming to GOG. After receiving many messages from gamers, we have decided not to list the game in our store. So let me give you some context here. Devotion is a horror game, and it was developed in, I want to say Taiwan. I think it was Taiwan, because Taiwan and China, they got some friction. I don't know if you know that. Also... Okay, this might the algorithms might get us flagged from this point on because we're gonna we're gonna say some words. the uh, The CEO of China, his name is Xi Jin Winnie the Pooh. He looks like Winnie the Pooh, right? And he's very sensitive about that fact. South Park made a lot of fun of him uh, for that, and he has like Winnie the Pooh is currently just banned in China. Now they will make products for American and possibly UK companies, but Disney, they'll make products for Disney. They will, they will manufacture Winnie the Pooh merchandise, but you cannot buy that in China. Not legally, not legally. They'll, they'll export it. They will be our Winnie the Pooh ho, but they will not let the Chinese people mess with no Winnie the Pooh. So the point is the CEO of China looks like Winnie the Pooh. 
And in this game, Devotion, I guess there's like this little piece of art. I don't know if it's just like on a wall or something, but it it references the president of China, Xi Jinwini the Pooh, and so they it essentially calls him a moron or something like that. And it got from you know I'm, I'm at this point on I'm kind of just like bullshitting you because I don't remember fully the story, but from what I understand, uh, it got attention from the uh, the Chinese government. And the developer was like, whoa, like, because I think they started getting negative reviews on Steam from uh, some pe- people in China. I, I, again, I could be completely bullshitting you. Point is, it, be- it got to the point where the developer pulled the game themselves from Steam because their reviews were getting bad. And then they finally found it. You know, they I think they even censored it. They took out that little piece of art and they finally found a new home for this game on GOG. And GOG, the same day they announced the game was coming, they announced the game was not coming because apparently gamers, quote-unquote gamers, sent many messages saying they did not want devotion on GOG. And that sounds like a load of horse shit. It sounds like complete horse shit. So much so that I went on their uh, Twitter that same day because apparently they were just tweeting like crazy, just trying to bury that news. Because again, that tweet was, you know, earlier today it was announced, blah, blah, blah. That was from them. That was from Gog saying, look, I know we said that the game was coming to our platform, but now a couple hours later we're saying it's not. It's not. So they tried to bury that news, you know, just try to sweep that shit under the rug, right? People saw through that shit. And, you know, everything they were tweeting, I remember specifically it was about uh, Wolfenstein 2. I saw a bunch of replies from uh, people on Twitter saying, I do not want the, I'm a gamer and I do not want this game. Can you uh, please remove this game from GOG? <laughs> it's very obvious what's going on, right? You know, uh, a lot of companies, Kowtow, is it Kowtow? They cowbow to the Chinese government. And currently, Chris to Chris does not receive any money from the Chinese government. You could probably see that right now, just by the fact that we are even telling you this story. And, you know, as soon as we start getting paid by Xi Jinwini the Pooh, we will no longer report on these stories. But in the meantime, all's fair in uh, love and uh, love and Pooh. So... I just wanted to share that story. It's very obvious that uh, CD Projekt Red got got a phone call or two or an email or two or, you know, both from uh, the good people of China, the good uh, governments of China saying, look, our money goes places. And it's true. It's true. Movies get influenced by China now. Like uh, Top Gun. That was the whole thing. Like I said, remember how I mentioned that uh, China and Taiwan, they got some friction? Top Gun 2... They have digitally removed the Taiwanese flag from a jacket in that movie that appears in the original trailer. They digitally removed it because China said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh-uh, you better not recognize that Taiwan. Man, I feel like the algorithms, it's just gonna, it's just gonna kill me this week. It's just gonna kill me. Anyway, I just thought you guys might like to know what's going on there. In other news, since we're talking about CG Project Red, they've been having 
a tough couple of weeks, haven't they? Or a week. It's only been a week, I think. Wow. They've been having a tough week. So CD Projekt Red. Biggest game of the year. Cyberpunk 2077. Smashed PC records. PC sales records. Uh, like uh, uh, opening day records. Steam and uh, I think GOG and the Epic Game Store. They were all having uh, trouble. People were having trouble just downloading it. It sold more on Steam. I think it sold 4 million on PC. The, the first day it released. It sold more PC copies than console, which is extremely rare. Extremely rare. But this is a game that was just like, you know, it was made for PC gamers. It was made to show how, how made to flex that PC GPU muscle, right? And so it hasn't been getting a positive reception amongst the people playing it, especially the people on consoles. Now, PC players are experiencing plenty of bugs and glitches themselves but on console oh boy this is just a mess there's no absolutely no positive words i have heard about the console version of cyberpunk 2077 now you could play this game on ps5 or xbox series x slash s but currently there are no official uh next gen versions of that game you're playing the PS4 and Xbox One version. But it's just, uh, it has more options, more graphical options for you if you are playing on a, a newer system. So, <laughs> so it's a glitchy mess. It's a glitchy mess. Let's not uh, dwell on it too much. Point is, like, if you don't, you, you can get on YouTube and just type cyberpunk. Don't type, <laughs> this is a funny thing I, I realized. It's a little... Little, uh, little, what's the word? What does Peggy Hill do? Uh, little musing I had when I was thinking about cyberpunk. Anytime I would type, like, talk about cyberpunk 2077 to somebody online, I realized, oh shit, I can't shorten the name of this game because I'm not about to start typing CP to people. Can you imagine talking about CP 2077 or CP 77? What do you you say? I think the FBI and whoever else is investigating child porn, I I feel like they were just pulling their hair out this month, thinking like, fuck. I I cursed. Uh, You know what, Mike? I I whisper cursed. You don't need to censor it. I, I think the FBI is just going crazy right now. All these people talk, talking about CP suddenly like why is CP suddenly so popular? It's because of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. But I'm not about to throw my hat in that CP ring. Uh uh-uh. uh. No thank you. So I've been typing out the full word Cyberpunk 2077. Anyway, anyway, it's not just a glitchy mess. Like they they totally did a bait and switch move on console players. Like, they, I think they first showed off the game two years ago, 2018. Like, really showed it off. And I remember when they first showed it off, I'm thinking, like, there's no way this game is going to look this good on these consoles. And it doesn't. It looks terrible in certain aspects, like, comparatively speaking, to what they showed. Because what they showed looks amazing, right? But what you get if you're a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One owner is much, much different. And not only does it look a lot worse, 
and perform a lot worse, but there's so many glitches and so many bugs. They have cars just floating around and and you can often just not be able to progress through the game at all. There's bugs that prevent you from progressing within the first hour of the game. Like certain uh, a certain dialogue options won't appear with a character, like a necessary character, and you just can't progress through the story. And somehow, this game was approved for certification from Microsoft and Sony. Why is that? Because the game is a huge, highly hyped, highly anticipated game, and Microsoft and Sony weren't about to refuse certification for this game because it was going to make them a shitload of money, too. So they didn't, and now it's biting every single one of them in the ass, including CD Projekt Red. So now this game is just all about when is it going to be fixed? And it's just going to be slowly fixed over time. That's what they announced. I I don't think we talked about this last week, and we should have. Or maybe I just missed it. But last week they said, hey, look, we apologize. We apologize. And this week they're saying, we didn't know it was this bad. We had no idea, which is, they're, they're full of shit. They knew. They knew. There's no way they didn't know. Imagine if they launched this game when it was originally supposed to uh, come out this uh, last spring. It would have just been so bad. So bad. So they probably should have just delayed it a full year at this point, right? Anyway, last week they're saying, like, look, we get it. We're sorry. We're sorry. And we have these patches coming to fix the game. But, if you know, if you, if you just uh, feel like you just want a refund, we get it. Go ahead and uh, reach out to Sony customer service to get that refund. But they didn't talk to Sony about it. They didn't tell Sony that they were going to do that. And so Sony customer service, most of the time, they're just telling people, fuck off. Fuck off. Like That's not what we do. We don't do refunds. <laughs> so the developer is saying, hey, you know, just just go to them, ask for the refund. And Sony's like, uh, no, 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 no. They you know, look. They said they're gonna fix it. They're gonna fix it. Just wait. Just wait a couple months to play this game you paid sixty, seventy bucks for, or however many dollars you paid for. Like I think it's sixty bucks, and then probably like a hundred bucks for some special edition. Anyway, anyway, it's gotten bad. It's gotten bad. Sony hasn't looked good. Sony's probably pissed. Microsoft did like this whole marketing deal with CD Projekt Red. They came out with a special edition Xbox and all that. I don't think they're going to do the same move. I don't think they are. And the Xbox One is weaker than the PlayStation 4, and so the Cyberpunk runs worse on that system. But they got this marketing deal, so their, their hands are probably tied. Anyway, point is, Sony's been getting tons of bad PR themselves for refusing refunds because that's just their standard. We don't do refunds. We don't do them. But now, today, Thursday night, they they said, they put out the statement. They said, SIE, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment, SIE strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. Therefore, we will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store. SIE will also be removing Cyberpunk 2077 from PlayStation Store until further notice. And then they said, you know, we'll we'll put it back on once once they fixed it. So 
Actually, they don't say that, but I guess that's implied. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's big. That's big. This was the biggest hyped game of the year. And within a week, Sony is saying, all right, fine. Not all, like They're so sick of getting these, uh, these calls and these chats that they're just pulling the damn game. Like, you know what? Why are we even taking your money? You're just going to ask for it back. And this was a game I was actually kind of excited for. So I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to wait. Hopefully it gets better. I think it will. Uh, apparently CD Projekt Red has a good, good track record with patches and fixing their games over time. But man, apparently this game really needs some fixing. So that was your video game corner. I, th I thought you guys would just like to know every single little detail about every little thing <laughs> that's going on with that game. Anyway. Anyway. Do we, do we have anything to say after anyway? No. Oh, uh, by the way. Last week we talked about a bunch of movie news, but I actually missed some stuff. Believe it or not. Uh, Disney announced that they were making a Rogue Squadron movie with the Wonder Woman director. Uh, what, what's her name? What's her, It's not Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Her name, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. She's going to be directing Rogue Squadron. So I'm assuming this is going to be some sort of crossover with the announced Cleopatra movie because I don't know how she has time to do both of those. I think this is also pretty much confirmation that the Star Wars trilogy from Ryan Johnson is canceled because they didn't talk about that at all. He did the, the Last Jedi, which was a very divisive film amongst fans. But Disney announced a bunch of stuff, though. They, they announced Ant-Man 3. It was Ant-Man and the Wasp go Hawaiian or something. And then they announced literally nine Star Wars TV shows. Nine Star Wars TV shows. And I think they're all going straight to Disney+. Plus. They announced a Zootopia show for Disney Plus coming in 2022. So get hyped. That's just right around the corner. You just have a two-year wait. And then uh, they announced uh, Tiana, which is based on the Princess and the Frog. I assume without the frogs because there's no frog in that title, Tiana. It's coming in, oh, that's really soon, uh, 2023. So you only have to wait three years for that one. I hope it's 2D at least, because when The Princess and the Frog came out, they said, this is a celebration. This is Disney's return to 2D animation. And that was the last 2D movie they've made to this day. They also announced a Moana TV show, also coming in 2023. They announced an Ice Age show. And I, you might be thinking... A Disney Ice Age show? Well, that's because Disney now owns Fox. So yes, a Disney Ice Age show. They also announced a $1 price increase coming next year. I think it's next year. Uh, so it's going to be $8 a month now. Disney is kicking themselves for the $7 a month price tag in the first place. They were trying to undercut Netflix, but they did not expect... COVID-19, because all of a sudden, Disney Plus is their lifeline. 
They're losing tons of money on the parks. They're not making any money at the box office, essentially. So Disney Plus is their lifeline. That's why you have nine Star Wars TV shows and whoever knows, uh, whoever knows, however many Marvel shows are coming. Disney's just like, what do we got? We got Disney Plus, we got Star Wars, we got Marvel. Let's just bet the farm on that. Anyway, I I just wanted to, to catch you guys up on what we missed last week. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call the news. Okay, so this week's news is a little abstract in that we don't have like a pre-planned format for it. I just want to kind of shoot from the hip and talk about it. So... Apple announced iOS 14 and the changes that come with it. And one of those changes was focused on user privacy. And Wired has a little uh, excerpt on, just a little quick summary on it. They said uh, it limits how apps can track you. They say another change in iOS 14 is that apps will have to specifically request permission to track you across other apps and sites. However... After complaints from advertisers, most notably Facebook, which in August said the move would severely impact its lucrative audience network, this feature won't be fully enforced until sometime next year. That said, Facebook is still terrified of this. They hate it. They absolutely hate it. Because I know what you think. I know what you think. I know what you most likely think. When you think of Facebook, what is Facebook? Oh, it's a social media company. No, it's not. Social media isn't, or, or Facebook is an advertising company. Google is not a search engine company; it's an advertising company. So that's where the the big dollars are made. Privacy is not something they are big on. We'll say. So Facebook does not like the iOS 14 changes to the privacy policy, whether or not it hits this year or sometime next year. They hate it. So Facebook put out this big full-page ad in multiple newspapers. I know New York Times was one of them, I believe. I think LA Times was as well. And I want to say Wall Street Journal. At least three major newspapers. They put out these big full-page ads. And here's what it says. The big headline is, We're standing up to Apple for small businesses everywhere. I'll just read the full thing to you. They said, at Facebook, small businesses is at the core of our business. More than 10 million businesses use our advertising tools each month to find new customers, hire employees, and engage with their communities. Many in the small business community have shared concerns about Apple's forced software update, which will limit businesses' ability to run personalized ads and reach their customers effectively. I think that it was the same people that... Uh, shared concerns about devotion hitting God. They said 44% of small to medium businesses started or increased their usage of personalized ads on social media during the pandemic. According to a new Deloitte, uh, we'll say that, that's how it's pronounced, Deloitte study, without personalized ads, Facebook data shows that the average small business advertiser stands to see a cut of over 60% in their sales for every dollar they spend. While limiting how personalized ads can be used does impact larger companies like us, these changes will be devastating to small businesses using 
or adding to the many challenges they face right now. Small businesses deserve to be heard. We hear your concerns and we stand with you. Join us at fb.com slash speak up for small. Now, I think there is an argument to be made for small businesses running ads that target well on Facebook. Hell, we have used Facebook advertising to just promote certain posts. You know, we're not trying to sell anything at the moment. We're, you know, nothing like that. We're just trying to grow the audience. We're trying to get 8 billion people listening to the show. So whatever we can do. That said, Facebook is saying that, you know, we just really care about the small business. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Facebook cares about one very big business, which is, of course, Facebook. I don't, I don't think that uh, Facebook is putting out three pay or, or full-page ads for the small businesses. I don't think that's their priority at all. This is a huge threat to Facebook. So they're going to spend whatever money they can to prevent it from happening. That said, they might be fighting a very losing battle like Epic did with Apple. Really, Epic and Apple kind of both lost that one, but Epic even more so. So, I, I, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll probably follow up on this in the future. But as somebody that does spend some dollars towards Facebook to grow our audience, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how this affects me. At the same time, I'm very pro consumer rights and privacy. So, you know, I don't know, uh, Facebook, I, I, I think you should change. It's not you, or it's not me, it's you, right? It's not me, it's you, Facebook. You know, unless, of course, you want to advertise on this show or give me money, in which case, it's totally my fault, I understand. It's totally Apple's fault, right? Screw Apple. They, they totally did this to us. But in the meantime, it's you, Facebook. That's your news. Anyway, uh, before we move on, I have an update for the Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie for you guys. So right now, the plan is to turn it into a four-episode miniseries for HBO Max, roughly an hour each episode, right? But Mr. Zachary Snyder is now saying that he wants the four-hour cut of the movie to also go to theaters, and that it will probably be rated R. Because Batman drops an F-bomb. He, he just referenced one F-bomb. But you are allowed one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie as long as your F-bomb isn't hinting at sex, right? But I assume Zack Snyder knows that. So maybe Batman says, Hey, St <coughs> hey Steppenwolf, I fucked your mom. Maybe. I don't know. He also said that the movie's going to be pretty violent. He mentioned Steppenwolf like ripping somebody in half or something. But man, right? Who the hell would want to sit through a four-hour cut of Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? I feel like, you know, by hour two, you're, you're fairly deep into that stage of regret. But you're also kind of past the point of no return. Like, ugh, I made such a big deal about this. I, 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 I demanded the Snyder cut for years. 
and I'm only halfway through it. Two hours in, I'm only halfway through this shit. And it's in black and white. I had to mention that. Uh, he also said he wanted the movie to be in black and white. So, you know, HBO Max, they're going to have this thing in color. Split it up. Pro Batman probably won't drop the F-bomb on the HBO Max version. But somehow this fool is probably going to convince Warner Brothers to let him release a four-hour black and white version of this movie <laughs> in theaters. So, like, six people can go watch it during the during COVID season. Anyway, I, I think I'll probably just watch it in the four parts on HBO Max. But I'm all for them keeping the R-rated content. And hell, you know, give a black and white option as well. Why not? Why not? Just thought I'd uh, keep you guys updated. Keep you abreast. Anyway, hey, Del, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Del. We have a uh, Ken Blitz of questions this week. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Ken really came through. Ken's uh, first question is, what is your least favorite Owen Wilson movie? Well, Ken, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of the movies he's in. I checked out IMDb just to be thorough. And I realized, wow, I haven't seen a lot of this guy's movies. You know, I ha I've seen a lot of them as well. I've seen Zoolander. Zoolander 2. I've seen uh, Shanghai Nights. And what was, the, was that the sequel or the original? I can't remember. I saw, the, I saw both Shanghai Nights movies. I saw, uh, what else is Owen Wilson in? Um, I can't remember the names of any movies. He's in, oh, Cars. I've seen Cars. Uh, you know, just a spoiler alert. Cars is probably my least favorite Owen Wilson movie. I've only seen it once when it came out in theaters, but I remember being uh, fairly just kind of bored with it. And I worked at Target at the time. And we got tons of car toys in. And it was kind of an eye... Like, it was my... Like, not really my first job. It was my second job. But I was still very young. And it was an eye-opening moment for me. I'm like, oh, oh. Disney just made cars to sell toy cars. That's why they made this movie. So I'm going to say Cars is my least favorite Owen Wilson movie. But it would be Cars 2. Because I hear it's, that's not a very good movie at all. I haven't seen Cars 2 yet, though, so I can't say that with certainty. But it's probably Cars 2, but, you know, for now it's Cars. Next question is, do you think the reason aliens haven't visited us openly is they are embarrassed to say they know us? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you might be onto something there, Ken. We haven't really been on our best behavior lately, right? especially just 2020 last uh i don't know eight years or so we who would want to know that that guy earth guy earth girl this is a, a walking walking dumpster fire a rotating dumpster fire yeah you might be onto something there that's probably why you know on those raytheon cameras they're just f buzzing around but never saying anything to us Thanks for the question. Next question is, in the movie Land Before Time, I'm already with you. In the movie Land Before Time, how did the dinosaurs know Ducky was going to be known as a duck-billed dinosaur if ducks weren't there yet? First of all, thank you very much for that question, Ken. Uh, you guys want to know a really sad story about the voice actor 
for the original ducky. Like? Wanna know that? No, no, not really. It's probably for the best. Uh, it's not very funny for a comedy podcast. Anyway, Ken, uh, she wasn't named Ducky because she was a duck-billed dinosaur. That just happens to be a coincidence. Ducky was actually a family name that was passed down from her uh, grandma on her mother's side. She wasn't too happy with it because it sounded kind of old, you know. Ducky is like the modern Ethel or Dorothy, right? But, you know, it's a family name. I'm guessing half of you weren't paying attention to my answer, though, because you were too busily, uh, busy uh, Googling what happened to the original voice of Ducky. In which case, I'm sorry for bringing it up. Last question here is, could you tell us the story of how you and Mike first met? Actually, I think I told this story about a year ago, but I'm starting to forget the, the details on it. So if something doesn't quite line up, it's not because I'm just making it up as I go. It's just a, a different translation, like how Joseph Smith wrote the Book of Mormon, right? Totally legit. Anyway, I met Mike at his, uh, his college. I was digging for quarters in one of the fountains, and I took a break for lunch, right? I had, you know, I had about six bucks. So I could go buy a lunch. So when I got to the food court... I saw this sad boy just crying by himself with a sandwich in his hands. So I had my, uh, I had my uh, little uh, personal pizza, sat down, and I asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he looked up at me and he said, I want to compose the scores for blockbuster movies. And then I said, then that's what you're going to do. But first, you're going to be my audio engineer. Believe it or not, that boy was named Michael. Thank you very much for the question, Ken. Uh, you got me and Mike feeling kind of nostalgic back when we still liked each other. I think we're going to reflect over this, this holiday. I think we're going to make this work, Mike. Thanks for the question, Ken. As always, you guys can ask us questions on our Facebook, on our Twitter, at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E We're also on Instant Graham Cracker, which you can follow us there. Speaking of Twitters, uh, last week we asked on our poll, what do you want for Christmas? Every single one of you said that you wanted a Cyberpunk 2077 refund. Good news is if you bought it from uh, the PlayStation Store, PSN, you now can get that refund. If you bought it physical, uh, good luck. Good luck. So this week's poll asks a question. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Maybe something related to the new year. Mike, remind me to make it related to 2021. Anyway, I think we should wrap this show up. It's hard to say goodbye, but we have to. We have to. You know, it's been a, it's been a long Hanukkah. And I hope it's an even better Christmas. And I hope, you know, 2020 isn't the end of things, right? The world is not going to reset on January 1st, 2021. And we will not probably be doing an episode on that day either. But maybe the week after. 
I think we'll probably do it the week after. Either way, we're going to be around. We're going to be on the social medias. That's why you should follow us at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. And your mom and your dad should follow us, even if they don't know they are following us. I'm not suggesting it or hinting it or, or uh, implying that you should follow us for them, but I'm also turning a blind eye. Point is, we're still going to be around. We might do a little bit of video content. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Might do a little bit of writing for this book I'm doing. And we'll, we'll do plenty of posts on our social media. So follow us. We want to build this community. We're trying to get 8 billion people listening. We have 111 episodes now. If you haven't heard all of them, maybe it's time you do. Maybe it's time you force your friends to as well. Anyway, I think we can wrap this show up a couple minutes earlier than we normally do. Spend this extra time with your family, your friends. Tell them you love them. Tell them Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy... What else do people celebrate this time of year? Whatever it is. Whatever your your holiday of choice is. Happy Honda days. Whatever. Tell people that you love them. This has been episode 111 of Chris... That sounded really weird. Mike, delete that. Delete that last sentence. This has been episode 111 of Chris to Chris. Why did I sound like I don't know what podcast we're hosting? Delete that one too. This has been episode 111 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your Christmas or else. <laughs>